When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Three and oh, baby, the Eagles defeated the other unbeaten team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 25 to 11 on Monday night to remain unbeaten behind another dominant run performance as well as a stifling defense. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Philly Pod brought to you by the Liberty Line. I am your host, as always, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at the Philly Pod Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is you consume NFL content. Give me a follow over there. Do the same for my co-host returning from South Beach, Tampa Bay. He went to Florida, got the job done, came back. Visited all of Florida, actually, which is a story on its own. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't didn't, uh, go to Tampa first. You had to... uh, yeah you got always uh smooth sailing uh here obviously you guys are tuning into the philly pod but we're under the liberty line umbrella uh partnered with fans of philly as we've been pounding on the table for quite some time the absolute best travel group but we found a way to fuck it up yeah absolutely handle everything and y'all find a way to fucking not we missed our (laughs) flight all right and uh long story short uh obviously we were supposed to land in tampa airport instead landed in west palm got a rental car (laughs) drove three and a half hours yeah, how was Still that, by the work. way, that four-hour ride? How was that? It was like three and a half. It was awful, literally awful. <laughs> I was started, like, I haven't done this in a long time, man. I don't know about you or anybody else. Have you ever been so hungry, tired, fatigued that you start going loony? Like, I was going, like, silly yes. in the head. Yes. I'm in the backseat of the car, and I started to forget where I was. Keep in mind, there's three other people in there, the legendary Drew Smith driving us. And I started thinking about, for whatever reason, SpongeBob episodes. And I was thinking about the one when SpongeBob literally goes loony himself. So I just. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's here we bad. are. The Glad fans to be of Philly back, sets though. up everything. They make it foolproof, literally foolproof. You show up at the airport, you say your fans with Philly, you get on the plane, you go there. And that's it. Y'all somehow missed the flight. So this is why this is why I can't sit out of chips anymore because I'm the adult in the room. I make sure everybody's where they need to be, when they need to be there. And you guys fuck around and miss the flight. Have to take another flight to West Palm and then drive to Tampa. What a shit show. But you made it there. You made it there. You made it to the game. Came away with a W and made it back home. So, I mean, mission accomplished at the end of the day. <laughs> you had to, had to uh, overcome some hurdles along the way. But you at least uh, made it there. Made it back safe. That's all we can ask for before before we get into everything real quick uh can we talk about uh dame to, to the bucks this is an nfl pod obviously but the Sixers are fucked no it's over <laughs> so unless we get drew holiday which is which is fine and all but even then like you're not stopping Giannis and, and dame like it's over for the east pretty much i have one positive from this oh man a positive 
it breaks up your social media feed from the oh. Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift stuff. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Yeah, from, that's getting from a Philly fan perspective, point. I suppose. Well, I guess everybody for that matter, because now there's gonna be NBA trade machines all over because Drew Holiday is probably gonna get rerouted, and uh, I don't know, maybe more dominoes fall. Right? There's other stars, I'm sure that want this is what you do. You trade Harden for Drew Holiday. And then uh, Portland buys out James Harden, and James Harden can go to the Clippers. There you go. That's the way it should happen. That's the way it the should happen. The process comes full circle. The original yeah. player we traded away, star player. Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated NBA players of this last decade. Very good defender. Say. Very good defender. Yeah. Yeah. Would be a good it's fit. The, it would be a good fit to come here. At least we wouldn't have to punt on the season, which is what it would look like. <laughs> that's, that's definitely what it's looking like uh, currently. It's just interesting to see because the Bucks weren't like in – they weren't like in the uh, like they weren't even in the picture. Not that I saw, and it's just crazy because obviously we're familiar with kind of how like NFL front offices work. Like NBA is so much more complex with the contracts, and and the Bucks swooped in and got it done, and more power to them. Well, so funny, we'll see funny how that you, all shakes out. Funny you say that to tie this into what we're supposed to be doing here, which is talking about the Eagles. Uh, I did see somebody <laughs> on Twitter. Shout out to whoever it is. I don't have your handle off the top of my head, but I just saw it when I was scrolling. He was saying that the Bucks are pretty similar. Their their organization is ran similarly to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I kind of see that because they won the title a couple years ago, kind of fell off a little bit, but still relatively a good, solid team. And now here they are, like one trade, one trade like for us got us back in the mix. AJ Brown, if you want to say that. Although mm-hmm. it was really several trades. Howie is still not only probably the best GM in football, but he's up there in all of sports, in my opinion, yeah. at least. Yeah, a lot of front offices are trying to mimic. I don't even know who the Bucks GM is. In regards, I have no idea. But a lot of the a lot of the teams around the, the NFL anyway are trying to mimic what it is the Eagles do with the way they they structure and pay players. And Howie has a good mix of veterans. We've talked about it all offseason, obviously veterans as well as new blood on the roster and and that's good uh that's good uh for for the eagles obviously but yes back to back to football i just wanted to cry about the sixers for just a second deandre swift stevens it's, it's wondrous how mm. <laughs> sirianni didn't give this man a single carry in week one deandre swift comes away 16 carries 130 yards averaging 8.1 yards per carry he is the first running back in eagles history to rush for 300 yards in a two-game span since LaShawn mccoy in 2013 he is also the second leading rusher behind christian mccaffrey and that is without being used in week one in these two games he is already the second leading rusher i'm sure deandre swift hasn't seen lanes this open ever in detroit and detroit had a respectable offensive line while he was there but swift is probably once he gets the ball he's probably so shocked at what he sees by all open space that he just can't help but run straight but it is almost refreshing to see a running back trying to take advantage of the space that's given to him. That's not a slight against Miles Sanders, but we obviously knew the troubles he had with his vision and not hitting the right holes and, and things like that. Swift punches it, and, and he's upfield. He's upfield 10 yards uh, before before at a blink of an eye. He's averaging six, seven, eight yards a carry, and he is essentially carrying the Eagles' offense right now. Jalen Hurts, 23 of 37, 277 yards. He had two touchdowns, one rushing. We'll talk about the uh, the national hatred over the tush push that is – resurfaced in, in just a bit here but he did also have two interceptions but most importantly the eagles come away with the win hurts now has the best record in the nfl of any starter since 2021 at 25 and 8 that is a better win percentage than even patrick mahomes so regardless of what is happening jalen hurts is finding a way to win games he is now 20 and 1 in his last 21 nfl starts the only loss coming with uh the only loss coming against washington last season the quez Watkins fumble and the, and the whole bit and the weird Goddard face mask, everything that went wrong in that game that wasn't called 
Uh, but your takeaway, Stephen, from being in Tampa, being there, I know the Zacchaeus touchdown had a lot of us excited. I know you made a joke off air uh, saying we always had Nelson. <laughs> Is that Nelson out there in yeah. the number 13? Uh, Jokingly so, for like a half second when I saw number 13 <laughs> caught the ball in the end zone, I'm like, that looks a lot like Nelson Aguilar. And I was Zacchaeus like, oh, wait, was Zacchaeus uh, plus 2,900 first touchdown Ooh. score. Did you bet it? No. No. <laughs> I made jokes last week, like, yo, don't be shocked if I bet on Alameda Zacchaeus, like, anytime touchdown with Quez out, and I got cold feet and didn't do it, and then, of course, he does it. I think he was plus 600 anytime, plus 2,900 first touchdown score, so congrats to the people that had the balls uh, to do that. Uh, but your takeaway from from what you saw from Swift, another dominant performance in, in consecutive weeks, Jalen Hurts, obviously, uh, a couple turnovers weren't very, wasn't very good, but amazing pass to Zacchaeus, very, very good pocket presence that he didn't have two years ago. Uh, he showed glimpses of the uh, Jalen Hurts that he was last season. I think the offense is starting to finally get back on track here. Yeah, um, definitely a game where I expected a heavy pass attack from the Eagles. Um, it still felt like there was a lot of good takeaways in the passing game from Hurts and obviously the receivers. It was great. I, I knew AJ. You just knew AJ Brown was going to have a dominant game. You can let the yeah, national yeah. media people say what they want to say. Like the first two completions, nobody was surprised. Not a person. I thought he looked really good <laughs> on third downs too. By the way, um, we got back to doing a lot of what we did last year, in my opinion, and that was just like like he threw the ball to the middle of the field. I feel like he connected with Goddard a few times. AJ mm-hmm. Brown, who's just unguardable in general, got him going uh, in the middle of the field. Obviously, you don't love the interceptions. Uh, two totally different ones. Uh, I'm not going to blame anybody because I'm not really an X's and O's guy, but the Swift one definitely looked like a miscommunication between the two guys there. Not really sure what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one, I believe he targeted Smitty down the sideline. Uh, from where I was sitting, it looked like it was out of bounds. I was hoping they were going to roll that not an interception. Like We should have scored 40-plus points in this game. The score doesn't even reflect how much of an ass-kicking this was. Um but yeah, like overall, Hurts, great pass, solid, very good passing game from him. If you take away the interceptions, you feel great about his, you know, performance altogether. Um, DeAndre Swift, like, obviously, we always talk about how great this offensive line is. Um, you can really tell, though, like, you got to, this is where you got to give Swift some credit, though. You can't just sit here and say, oh, you can put any anybody behind the offensive line, on behind this Eagles offensive line. I believe Gainwell, he, he somehow managed to have 14 carries in this game, if I'm correct. And he averaged, I believe it was under four yards a carry, whereas Swift's average was what? He averaged like seven yards a carry in this game, didn't he? 8.1 yards per carry he averaged. He had 130 yards on 16 carries. That's So not only can he hit the whole, what he has better vision. He's just a way better athlete. Like, it's not even close. He's the best running back on the roster. Mm -hmm. He, uh, man. He's got juice, man. Like, like Miles, we knew, was an explosive player. But I think Swift has just like a different gear than him. He reminds me... I don't even know if I love the comparison, but I see a little bit of Shady in him. Shady had that like just juke ability that we've just never seen before, but he has similarly to Shady, he has uh just like that one cut, like like he makes that cut and he's gone. Like literally cut on a dime, 25, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh <laughs> just like wow, just dominance. Um, I mean, you rolled the stats off, like he would probably be the yeah, he'd lead the league in rushing if he had anything to do with the game plan in week one uh just hope he stays healthy and that's another thing i do love that that after you had that lead in the fourth quarter that's where you can use Gainwell. i mean i'd honestly probably prefer rashad penny in that situation but he might be cooked he might be toast (laughs) um but yeah it it, uh you know what man this kind of ties into 
because we could sit here and, and really assess Jalen Hurts' play in this game and in the season as a whole. But I feel if you want to look at these two like first year coordinators, like I feel really good about the game plan and just overall, yeah, game planning, adjustments, overall execution from both. Obviously, defensively, we <laughs> we look fantastic. But uh even like yeah, like Brian Johnson, I don't I don't have a whole lot of issues. Um I said early on the first two weeks of the season, I don't know about you, didn't really love the play calling in the red zone. And even in this game, it wasn't necessarily great. Uh, but I think part of that is just execution. Like, it's hard to really say. It's not like you and me are in the film room. We don't really know what's going into things. Um, you just kind of hope, like, once they get down to the red zone, it's almost like once they get to about 20 yards and in, you just know they're going to take an end zone stab. And if that doesn't work, well, second and long, what do you go to there? ends up leading to a carry that only gets a couple of yards. So you're putting yourself, you know, in tough spots. You get you get the occasional there's a lot that probably goes into this that you and me don't know, but you get the occasional like wide receiver screen that doesn't really work out well. So that that's just something personally I would really like to see cleaned up. Cause three games in, I mean, we're what is there, three teams? There's three or four teams that are three and oh. So we yeah, deserve to us, be in the conversation. Us, Miami, Eagles, Miami and uh forty ers the only San undefeated Fran. teams left. And, you know, Miami you just put up 70 so <laughs> so that is yeah I'm not gonna mind you mind you that. I see some people on Twitter uh saying that uh that uh you know Miami is like the only team we should be scared of the, the Eagles they they command the ball so much that Miami wouldn't even have the chance to put up 70 whoa, points whoa. You, you, no, we, well, if you look at it, the time of possession in this game is what thirty nine minutes to twenty one. The Eagles got the ball back when when the Bucks when the Bucks finally got in the end zone and they gave the ball to the Eagles with nine minutes twenty two seconds left. The Eagles never gave the ball back. They had a chance with five minutes third and thirteen, but then AJ goes for twenty five yards. Oh, I thought for sure we were going to march so, down. So, I th- I thought I felt good about. I don't know about you. I felt good about that last possession. You, well, you just knew they were going to chew clock because that's what they do. I didn't think they. I would didn't keep think the it was ball for the rest of the I figured game. it'd be like a three minute drive, maybe get a field goal out of it. I thought it'd be something like that, but that was just like wow. to to never give it back is wild. The Bucks ran a total of fifteen plays in the second half. They had one drive in the fourth quarter. In the entire fourth mm. quarter, they had one drive. And the and the Bucks shot themselves in the foot a lot. Jalen Hurts threw that pick to D Delaney. You talked about it, that was targeted for Smitty. Very good play by the defensive back. That was yes. really, I think Smitty. This is this is going to sound like criticism, but and we we don't criticize Smitty a whole lot. But Smitty kind of has to make a play on the ball there. It looked like he was like waiting for the ball to come to him, and the defensive back kind of made a well, better play on the ball. Like, than, was than it Smitty just a did, bad decision to opinion. make that throw in the first place? Well, probably. Like, yeah, yeah. Know. Hertz is Hertz is at fault, but Smitty didn't really go up and get it. He just kind of you know was waiting for the ball to come. And to I him know that's our offense, and with these playmakers, you do that. And that's my other complaint. I, again, I I got into a Twitter argument after the game with somebody. I don't know who the hell How? it was, but. Well, just this guy's trying to say. Were you even conscious of where you were and what you were doing at that time? (laughs) I mean, I was on the bus. Oh, okay. Waiting for people to load the damn thing up. But I I don't know. I would say overall, three games in, like, this guy's trying to make the point that Hertz is, like, not even playing well. And to me, the word well means, like, like decent, like, okay. And, like, Mm -hmm. for Hertz's standard, probably not playing great. But, like, you, if you look at all the QBs as a whole, like, he's still, we can get into numbers, which is an entirely another thing. He's still among the best in the league. Like, come on, man. And, by the way, rushing touchdowns count as a QB stat. So, go, anybody. Even I, like, I had said I had said after the game and got some flack for it uh, on Twitter that I said the Eagles are maybe playing C-plus football right now, and they're still 3-0. and uh, C-plus probably, you know, in hindsight, is a bit harsh. Maybe, maybe it's B-minus. This is referring to the offense 
uh, anyway, yeah. but I think they did do some good things in this game. As we know, Todd Bowles likes to blitz a lot. I wrote in the preview beforehand, and we spoke about it uh, uh, last week, that the A.J. Brown, quick passes to A.J. Brown and, and Dallas yeah. Goddard are going to have to be um, the, the recipe here to try and get after the middle of that Tampa defense, and that's exactly what they did, and they let the rush help that out as too with DeAndre Swift and his eight yards per carry. It's just, it's just to your point, it's wild to see when Gainwell comes in and just like the, not the level of drop-off, but they are just two completely tiers of runners. Yeah. And we were sitting here all summer saying, well, Gainwell's going to be the lead back and this and this. Man, if Swift is healthy all year, he's, mm. he's he might have 1,500 yards rushing this season. <laughs> like it's, it is, and it is, not it is have to exciting. touch the football depending on some, well, it's, I don't, it's too, probably too premature to say this, but yeah, he literally sat out. It felt like he sat out Most the entire fourth. The second half. He sat yeah, out the entire moved, fourth. Yeah. The entire fourth. 130 yards in, in, in three quarters is, is wild. The offensive line is going to work, and Swift is taking advantage of all of that. Uh, A.J. Brown gets back on track. Nine catches, 131 yards. Hurts tried to get him a touchdown. He he missed. The, the one was a bit too high. Hurts had to throw it over the uh, the, the incoming uh, I wanted, rusher. I wanted that one so bad. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just a little bit high for A.J. And the other one in the uh, along the sideline, like hurt, uh, A.J. had it in his hand and just, just couldn't make it. Oh, my grab. God, yeah. Everybody, so, uh, everybody, understandably so, was heavy on A.J. Brown anytime touchdown scoring. I sure Can was. I just be honest with I you sure guys? <laughs> I, um, I'm not a big touchdown score guy in, in in general, but especially not with the Eagles. Like, it's just not a good bet, man. Not unless it's hurts. Like, Unless it's hurts, it's the only guy. You even can bet then, on. the value the value on that's coming down. So it's just like it's not a great one to bet. Um, and that's the thing with this offense, like like that Swift stat is like a perfect example. Is like they just hit you in waves, and that's another thing. Like I know amongst Eagles fans, this is a conversation in in the national media too. Me personally, I don't care how it gets done. This team showed you all last year they can beat you rushing for 200 plus or they can throw the ball for 400 yards. I mean, look at the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Um, I personally Jaylen don't care. Jalen threw for almost 300 in this one. Didn't even feel yeah, like Yeah, so it. it's just like, it's going to be a never-ending thing with this team. And it's really annoying because at the end of the day, we you can't lose track of what's the most important thing, and that's winning. I mean, look, the Dallas Cowboys just lost to the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> the Cowboys. Like, what are we talking about? Oh, my God. I can't do it with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak. Stephen A. was right. If you saw the clip after that interception, he said it's the gift that keeps on giving. It is hilarious. First, first of all, Dak is ass. I couldn't wait. It's been it's been a long time since we got to use that button, but today first of all is no better day. Dak is ass. First of all, Dak is ass. How do you what was he even looking at? Triple coverage in the end zone, bro? With the game Eagle. on the line. Kaiser White, right? Kaiser White. Oh, laughing at, at Dak all game long too. We hate Jonathan Gannett here, but he did us a service there and had to bring yeah, the Yeah, do you want to return? To well, it doesn't make up for it. It's whoa, one game. Whoa, whoa, but that's man, a that's big one. If you lose like like I don't know. I How do you lose to at... the tanking Cardinals? <laughs> like, that's what I'm happening? saying. Like, that's why, like, when I was looking at this Dallas' This is, like, the biggest schedule. upset loss in, like, their franchise history, I think, or something like that. They were, like, 14-point favorites, and they lose that yeah. game. And, is... uh, you know, I-, I was looking ahead just a few weeks ago after week one at uh, Dallas' schedule, and I'm like, damn, they got a real easy start, man. They're facing the Jets with no Aaron Rodgers, and then you get the Cardinals. I'm like, damn, they, they got a nice little start. You know, their their offense is going to put up crazy numbers. The media is mm-hmm. going to gas up the Cowboys like they always do. Uh, yikes. Speaking yikes. of, speaking of, you brought up uh, Jalen Hurts and how his touchdown value is coming down. It's coming down because of that tush push, the brotherly shove, as it's being I love that now. nickname, by the, the way. The brotherly I like that. shove, it's, it's coming down because you could – well, what what will a drive look like of just tush pushing up and down the field like every single play? Like, do they can do you think they can effectively drive eighty yards? <laughs> Probably not. But the fact that 
Well, that's what they're acting. All these people that want this play ban act like we run it all the time. I know. It's pissing people off, and it's pissing off the media because you wake up today and you hear Nick Wright bitching, and you hear one Chris Sims bitching. We have a clip here of uh, Stephen brought it to my attention of Chris Sims and how he feels about how the Eagles run the QB sneak and what he would do if he was a defensive coordinator. And then... You know, the other thing that's going to stop it is, and which is like, if I was a defensive coach, I'd be going with go head hunting on the quarterback here. Go ahead. Let him have it. Dive over. Go crazy. Try to kill the quarterback. That's what I would do. Excuse me? You said kill? Kill the quarterback? We're, we're, we're attempting murder now because we don't like uh. the QB push? This is ridiculous. And you know what's crazy about this, Steven, is that the only players that probably could stop it is Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, and they're both in Philly. So the fact that if you if, if the Tampa, I will say Tampa, gave the best effort, they did stop them once on third down. I was just going to say, yeah. And the Eagles had to go, go well, and wait, do it again. Wait, we turned the ball on over the down, one, so. one of the early possessions. That, wasn't it the first possession of the game? We turned it over on short. Turned know. it over on downs, yeah. yeah. So the Tampa, Tampa had the best effort I saw, but if you can't stop it with Vita Vea in the middle, 350-pound Vita Vea, then there's just no hope. There's just no hope, and guys like Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis would probably be our best bet, and they're in Philadelphia, so they're serving well, no just hope like, for it's anybody just else. Crazy, like I'm just saying, at this point, team. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna headhunt, bro. You're gonna take players oh, out yeah. because well, you that, can't stop it. Chris Sims is a clown. He's been, he's the biggest Jalen Hurts hater on the planet. For whatever reason, he's had something against him. I mean, this dates back to leaving him off the top forty list. I just wrote a blog about it. Uh, I had to correct it a little bit because I said some really mean things on there. I got to be careful. I am. See, people like me and Vic, can I can I just say something, man? Mm-hmm. People like people like you and me, and there's there's others, many of you out there, just like us. Also, a special shout out to uh, I didn't get his name by the way, just his Twitter handle, the guy who filled in for me last podcast. Special shout out to him. I know if he's listening, he will agree with me on this. We have to be very careful what we say. Like we can't afford to say things like that or even write things like that on the internet because we're not Phil Sims and. I got to be careful Sims. what I say, but Chris Sims. Did I say Phil Sims? He said Phil, his dad, his uh, dad. Well, who we don't hey, hear the, from, who we don't hear well, from at all, by the way. Well, <laughs> so 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 that's what I'm saying. Chris Sims has been afforded of being related to him and being an awful quarterback in the NFL. And now he has some, he's on all these talk shows. He says something like this. I can't imagine that that's going to sit over well. Uh, obviously, Philadelphia is going to rip him up for it. But man, and I, again, I'm not, he probably didn't mean to say it. Uh, but he did. He said it. But he, he did. I mean, it. he meant it enough to it. say it. So I said, so we're just gonna we're gonna try to injure the guy. We have to take him out so we can't stop him. This is what we're going to do. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of Jalen Carter, we'll flip over to the uh, to the uh, defense side right here. Eagles held Bucks to just 174 yards of total offense, and it's been a fairly good Bucks offense. Baker Mayfield, we spoke about it last week, revitalized in Tampa Bay, especially with Mike Evans. He's been on a tear to start the year, but then he ran into Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter put up another sack, six more pressures, two forced fumble, one on like a recovery play where he punched the ball out at the end of the uh, of the first half of Rashad White. And all these, now we're not going to sit here and act like there were no reservations about Jalen Carter and the draft and all the legal things that were going on with him personally, but all the things that they were saying, he's out of shape, he's, uh, his effort, they were saying he had effort issues and things like that. All of those concerns regarding his performance are quickly evaporating. And it is just wild to see the things that Jalen Carter is doing, especially against the double team, Steven Carter was double teamed on nearly 70% of his pass rushes on Monday night, and he generated two of his pressures against a double team. Jalen Carter has six pressures when double teamed this season. Do you know who has more than that? There, He's in the NFC East. Widely considered the best defensive player in the league. Oh, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, the only player in the whole entire NFL right now that has more pressures against the double team is Micah Parsons. Jalen Carter is second with six. And when you look at it from a complete like defensive tackle landscape, Jalen Carter has only played in 89 snaps through three weeks. Every other top 10 defensive tackle in pressures has played over 100, and Jalen Carter leads the entire NFL with 15 pressures. Aaron Donald is right behind him with 14, and he's played well over 100 snaps. So the things that Jalen Carter is doing as a rookie is, is phenomenal for us to see. He's commanding double teams. The one sack he had with Fletcher Cox was solely because two people were focused on him, and, and Fletcher Cox was able to win his one-on-one matchup, and they both combined for the sack. It is amazing. What was it like to kind of watch that in person, Steven? The things that he, as well as Jordan Davis, are, are, are doing, they are becoming a hell of a force over the middle. I didn't expect Jalen Carter to, to to be a force this soon into his NFL career, but three games in, man, I don't, like I shuddered to think about what he's going to be in three, four, five years. He's he's unstoppable now. What, what are teams going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, obviously you can only see so much on TV. I mean, you usually get a good feel genuinely on tv about a pass rush but when you're in person man you really you really get a great see and a great feel for it i mean baker had to just get that ball out so quickly uh and another just like underrated aspect about this team is we are just completely shutting down the run game like it is completely non-existent for all these teams you know what i mean like that <laughs> stands no chance and it, it was a part of our defense last year that kind of struggled from time to time uh a big talk was like, how would we, at least this year, obviously, like we all know Jalen Carter has all the potential in the world, even before he's been do- making such a big impact so early. But it did feel like, man, like, wonder how we're going to do without Javon Hargrave. Well, we're better. We're somehow better all around. People told us yeah. we're going to miss Hargrave. They're going to not replace him. How are they gonna, What are they going to do? And Jesus, Jalen Carter's making a bigger impact than he did. And Hargrave was good when he was here. He was he was good, especially as a pass rusher. And, and the things that Jalen Carter is doing – against double teams and even in single it is single matchups it is wild wild to see and even uh, the other bulldog finally was able to go out 
it hit somebody. Nolan Smith had his first QB hit, and it looked like yeah. he was trying to take out Baker, like for like for the game, like the way he hit him. He was he's been hungry to hit somebody, and he put Baker in say, the damn yeah. dirt. I was like, damn boy, like he laid his ass out. Uh, Baker was running. He stepped up in the pocket, had a chance to run for the first down, tried to find Mike Evans deep. Uh, the broadcast was trying to say that they think Baker could have made it, may, maybe made it to the first down, but I don't know, man. Nolan Smith was mm. on his ass. I don't know. <laughs> he might have hawked his ass down and, and brought him of down. all the guys but. to be chased down by, I mean, we definitely have some beasts and athletes on that mm-hmm. defense, but that defensive line, Nolan Smith is that guy, though. He's he's the speedster. What was this? For? He ran a real good 40 time, didn't he? Yeah, he was quick. He was, he was quick. I'll let you. That's his uh, uh, calling card. Go ahead. The speed and well, he's undersized, so he better be fast. That was that was that was that was. The Speaking thing. So of, you mentioned my boy Ed Reed Blankenship. Huh? Oh, he was coming up. I'll first let you game have the back. Floor. Go ahead. Oh, first man, game back. Ah, I'm a fan, man. You tried pulling. <laughs> you tried You're about to buy his jersey. Some... The first Reed Blankenship jersey I'll ever see in person. <laughs> I've been wanting a white Eagles jersey, and I think that'd be a fun one to have. Uh, Emphasis sound... on white. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool, dude. It'd be just dope. Oh man, Reed Blankenship led the team with six tackles and got the second interception of his career in the second quarter off of Baker Mayfield. Hit that lean with it, <laughs> rock with it. Man, yeah. got some swag, man. He posted it on Instagram with the caption "Milk," so he's leaning into the brand. He's <laughs> leaning, he's leaning into yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Oh man, but it's a lot. And like I said, it's not entirely shocking because he played five years at Middle Tennessee. It's not like he was lacking experience. He was undrafted because he didn't really have the the national coverage. But he's come right in here and he's he's a, he's a he's a you know, a, a solid starting safety in the NFL already. So that's good uh, for Reed Blankenship. Josh Job also got the start on the outside with Darius Slay, with James Bradbury being primarily the nickel corner assigned to Chris Godwin. I think Josh Job held his own. He only allowed four catches on eight targets for 27 yards and a 56.3 passer rating when targeted. He did have that one defensive pass interference, but that's going to happen mm. with young guys trying to figure out what they can get away with and what they can't. Um, but what was your assessment on how the secondary kind of played? Chris Godwin coming into Monday had the longest active streak of games with five plus receptions at 15 games in a row with five plus receptions. And the Eagles ended that streak on Monday. He only had three for 32 yards. Mike Evans got his. Of course, he had he had his 60 yards. And he the, the only reason he was able to is because he had to make a phenomenal catch on an overthrow. Oh, my pass. gosh. That was, was like one of the best the catches I've seen in a long time, man. That was, that, was, that was something. Like, that's something you just got to tip your hat and be like, nothing, nothing you can do about that. Uh, but I think that they held these, uh, these weapons in check, Kate Otten. A lot was made about Kate Otten uh, dicing up the middle because of all the success opposing tight ends have had against the Eagles defense up to this point. But they held they held the, the offense in check. A lot of that is because the Bucks, for whatever reason, don't go away from the run when it's not working. They will average two yards a carry, and they will continue to run on that safety. When Hurts threw the pick, that eventually led to two points. Hurts is making mistakes, and they end up leading the points somehow. Why in the hell do you attempt to run the ball on the inch-yard line with Rashad White and your offense is averaging like 2.4 yards of carry. Like, I don't know what the hell you thought you were going to get out of that. But that safety, they 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 had that coming. They they had that coming. <laughs> I don't think that you have a choice. I mean, dude, like, Baker had no time throw, to throw. Quick throw, slant man. to Godwin. Like, like, find it. Find him. Like, you can't run the ball. Like, you haven't been running the ball successfully all year, dating back to when Brady was here. And you, you, you want to do it there on the inch-yard line when you have the Eagles defensive front staring you in the face. Not the wisest decision there. Yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, I thought the secondary played pretty solid. It's it's hard to say, man, because his defensive line is just disrupting everything. Um, you know, Slade always doing his thing. Uh, even on that touchdown, 
if you want to say he gave up to Mike Evans, he was all over him. Like, it feels like if he gets beat, he's still sticking to guys. And Mike Evans, I can't imagine. It cannot be fun guarding that guy. Like, again, once again, having the privilege of being there in person, what a freak that guy is. He's 6'5". He looks like a giant out there. Like, mm-hmm. just <laughs> his catch radius. Got Baker Mayfield. There. I'm a Baker Mayfield guy, but like, dude, he had no chance. It's he didn't have tough. the football all game. And Mike Evans has what nine straight seasons of a thousand plus yards. Like that is yes. like he's, he didn't get that by accident. He's he's a very good receiver, and either the Bucks are gonna pay him or wherever he goes in the future is gonna pay him because he's still a, a top receiver in this league. Uh, while we're talking about pass rushers, I do want your thoughts on Hassan Reddick because through three games, zero sacks, just one QB hit so far. The things the Eagles defense is doing is phenomenal, and this is without hearing Hassan Reddick's name a whole lot through the first three weeks of the season. Obviously, he had the uh, thumb injury in August, got surgery on that, wearing a club on his hand now. Do you think this is just like an adjustment thing? Do you think he's trying to get used to playing with like a new uh, like a new rotation of pass rushers? What do you think is kind of the, uh, the, uh, the reasoning here? He kind of got off to a slow start last year as well and then picked it up. Maybe it'll be the, the same trend this season. I would prefer, for, you know, for that to be the case. Uh, it's <laughs> well, we it's all gotta would, be, yes. It's, it's got to be a combination of all those things you had just said. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's hard to say. It's a, it's really hard to say because this, they're so deep on that D-line. Um, and I, I do feel like they're much more talented and it's going to be a better overall. And it is. It's been a better overall defensive line this season than last. Um, unfortunately, though, it's it's just like, you know, people love sacks, right? They had, what was, was it, 70 sacks last year? Mm-hmm, 70. Uh, that's just, um, whew. yeah, they're not going to top that. I don't even know if they'll come close to reaching that. Uh, but to me, like, the the QB hits, the hurries, the pressures, that's going to just be so heavily, such a big factor that it just is going to go into, you know, the opposing team's game planning, as you can clearly see right now. Um, and I think that'll come to the Eagles' advantage because it did feel like like 70 sacks. Sometimes it's hard to believe they even had that many last year because it felt like Gannon never blitzed. It felt like he even had way more extra guys like back in coverage. So it's, it just feels like a more balanced and and deep defensive line. Like you said, I mean, if Hassan Reddick starts turning into like... He, I Hassan believe Reddick he was of the 2022? Yeah. Watch out, man. Through the first two games last year, Hassan Reddick had zero sacks. Uh, he got his first sack week three against Washington when they beat up on Carson Wentz. Uh, Washington is this weekend. Maybe they'll, uh, mm. <laughs> maybe Hassan Reddick will get right here, but he did start off kind of slow last season. So maybe it's just going to take him a little bit coming off an injury to kind of get back into the fold here. But they are getting the way things. more, way more of a rush up front. Like even Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox is like rejuvenated, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jalen Carter. So it's just like a team thing, man. And that's, it's a lot like the Eagles offense. Like it's, it's hard to like sit here and really like pound for stats on guys for them to like lead it and, and do all that. I mean, everybody's just doing their thing. They're all involved. I wouldn't even necessarily say Hassan Reddick isn't like playing up to par. I mean, it's 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 hard to really say when the other guys like we're just so dominant. You know, it's yeah, not a lot of complaints can be made there. It's just weird that like damn the Eagles are are kicking people's ass and you don't even hear Reddick yet. Like when he comes in and, and gets into the fold, oh my goodness, it's going to be impossible uh through week three the eagles have allowed the lowest amount of rushing yards per game at 48.3 so teams are quickly finding out and again it's alexander madison and like for chad white they're not playing like stellar running backs ramon j stevenson they faced week one that's probably the best back they've seen to this point this weekend they'll see who brian robinson 
Antonio Gibson. So <laughs> not like they're facing stellar running backs. But once teams are finding out that they can't run the ball on you and you're forced into obvious pass situations, it becomes a lot easier to defend. And that's what the Eagles have accomplished so far uh, into this season. And the good luck here, or not the good luck, I guess the uh, the good sign here is that the 12 of the past 14 teams that have started 3-0 and have gone on to reach the playoffs. So obviously we have loftier expectations than that, but a very good start to the season to this point. Uh, any final notes, stats, uh, things you want to get off your chest? We can continue to make fun of Dak. First of all, because Dak is ass. Garbage. Right? Can I say it on TV? Because he is ass. You can say whatever you want on TV. Okay. Yo, if Kaiser White didn't pick that off, uh, two other people would have. So, so that is the funniest part about this whole thing. Dak and crunch time. Trey Lance, man. Might, might not be long. Might not be long. Everybody's trying to say Lansing, he ain't better than Dak. He won't replace Dak. Man, another another couple picks like that. Shit, might not be long before before Dak is on the clock. Funny stuff uh, there. Did the every Cardinals team, may have. Um, every team in the NFC like, has lost this 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 week, right? Commanders got absolutely a Commanders got fucking dog walked in. The Giants lost. No, I don't remember. The they played Thursday night, didn't they? I can't I mean, remember. They're behind in the. Uh, where the hell are they? Yeah, they lost. Oh, yeah, they, they the Eagles the, are the yeah, only NFC the, East team to win this weekend. So, also, yeah, I wouldn't even. They're probably not worth the, the Giants aren't even worth talking about. But uh, yeah, that's the biggest takeaway. Um, I feel like we just definitely highlighted that. I mean, look, Eagles fans. I mean, you don't want you wouldn't want your team playing their best football right now. Uh, oh, yeah, the Giants games. lost to the Niners on Thursday night. Got fucking waxed. Yep. <laughs> win games, stay healthy. Um, that's a good point. Think about that. 3-0, our quarterback who was an MVP candidate last year is playing to his standard, very average football, if you want to say that. I hate to even throw that out there because I love the guy. Um, and he did show, like, like there was just so, there was glimpses of greatness in this game for him, you know? Hey, on, that, on that final drive, four for five, 80 yards, ran for a first down and, and, and iced the game. So even at the and end of the day. And he's hanging in the pocket. Like that touchdown, obviously the throw was awesome and he got hit and delivered it. But like his pocket presence was so great there. Yeah, he stayed, man. hung, hung and delivered. And there was so much um, space. Like he could have bailed and ran if he wanted to. But like, my God, he's, he hung in there and took a hit and delivered that thing to Zacchaeus. And that's not even a receiver. He knows that well. And he, and he threw it to him which is great. Uh, you talked about health for a second. We do have the injury report. Uh, Sidney Brown and Justin Evans are both uh, on do not participants. This was a walkthrough, so they didn't practice today. So this was an estimation. Uh, but Sidney Brown didn't practice technically with a hamstring injury. Justin Evans is dealing with a neck injury. Quez Watkins is still out with a hamstring injury. Uh, real quick, should we, uh, should we, um, we made it, we made fun of a, of a certain player who we thought shouldn't be on this team anymore. And I oh. think it's time to uh, to apologize. I have, I, well, I'll see if you know who it is. Go ahead. Special I'm teams. either. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with the one linebacker, but you're going Britton Covey on him. Mm-hmm. Britton Covey. Nice pun man. return game, huh? It's 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 shit, man. He's coming. He's becoming like not just a good returner. Like he's one of the better returners like in the league. This the, the things that Britton Covey is doing. Like my God, when did what got into this guy? Britton so, Covey. Britton Covey since week 13 of 2022. This is by John Ganode. On Twitter, who I believe works for the Eagles, I believe. Big stat guy. Uh, Britton Covey since week 13 of 2022. 291 punt return yards, first in the NFL. 14.6 punt return average, also first. He's had 13 punt returns of 10-plus yards. Nine punt returns of 15-plus yards. Five punt returns of 20-plus yards. And four punt returns of 25-plus yards. That is all first in the NFL. So we were screaming and yelling, like, we don't need Covey back there. What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. We need to throw somebody else. We need to spark. 
Covey's becoming that dude. And I will sit up here and eat my words and apologize. So good on you, Britton Covey. And we also, who's the linebacker? Nicholas Morrow, who got the safety? Is that the other guy you were, you were talking about? Or yeah, is that Cunningham, yeah. who's flying all over the field, who I thought was done for after week one? <laughs> How about it, man? I mean, a testament to, uh, if you want to say, you know, decide, but equals overall like developing guys if you want to even use that word um i'm sure it is great for linebackers to again play behind this defensive line uh trench talk man it, it all starts in the trenches i mean that's been the eagles formula for quite some time especially yeah. in this uh nick sirianni if you can't era. stop the qb sneak maybe you should start building through the trenches and not hope well, it, it just to decapitate off, man. opposing like, qbs <laughs> well like you know obviously i don't care i don't care we went just win games i don't care I'm not going to go on a rant. It's just like, you know, push push your ass for 80 yards and I'll be fine. Like, (laughs) like, let's just be real about something. Everybody's talking about the Dolphins scoring 70 points, which is absurd. But like they do it playing their brand of football. They move these guys around all over the place. Two is always in, you know, play action, boot passes, scrambling out and stuff like that. And I've been very critical of Tua over the years. I'm still not really a huge fan of MVP favorite Tua right now. I mean, as he should be, but they play their brand of football. And honestly, when we face them, is it week six, week seven, whatever game that is, the Kelly Greens will be back. That is, tell you what, that will be an interesting game because both teams, in my opinion, can do things to offset the strengths of other teams. They have like opposite play styles almost. Like Miami's It'll be very interesting. But um, like like I said, the Eagles. See, the thing is, is that you can't drop 70 if you're not on the field. And the Eagles are very good at keeping offenses off the field. But also Miami can score in 15 seconds, so so you also have to be you have to be mindful of that. So definitely looking forward to that matchup. Um, we'll do another pot later in the week to preview the Washington match. Those games are always fun. We expect a massacre. No different. Sam Howell uh, came back down to earth last week, so we'll preview all those key matchups and hope that the Eagles can go on to four and zero and continue to remain unbeaten. Appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Anywhere else you get your podcast, be sure to leave those reviews and rate five stars. All of them do help with the exposure of the show. Follow me, Victor Williams, on all social media platforms at the Philly Pod. Steven, where can the people find you now that you're back home and safe and not late for flights anymore? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Stephen Conrad Jr. on all platforms, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and thelibertyline.com. I go by Stephen Conrad Jr. on thelibertyline.com. Yes. <laughs> Yes, a consistent writer now. Proud of this guy, man. I don't even know what's gotten into him, but hope it, hope, yeah, hope it remains. <laughs> got this Chris Sims thing uh, in the drafts. So if you want to read about the complete story it. of why the Liberty Line failed their 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 yeah. uh, flight experience, you can go check it out on the website as well. Still can't believe it happened. This is why I sit out of one trip and all, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, but you know what? Like the Eagles, we may start off start off slow, face some adversity, but we still play our brand while the Liberty Line does our brand of. Yo, the Eagles play soul crushing football. Like Todd Bowles didn't even call a timeout after the two minute warning. He said, "Fuck it, man. We're just <laughs> we're not calling timeouts. We're not stopping the clock. We're not doing any of this." We're, but that's the game, been the, game the is theme, just though. Over. Like it's just in over. 2017, we did that too. Like that last Super Bowl drive with Foles marching down the field. Well, how much time do we take off the clock on that yeah, one? Like, it's, just... it's always been the way. But I think they knew that we're already down 14. They're going to kick a field goal here. We'll be down three scores. No point. We'll just let just. Let's just go home. It's raining. It's gross. I want to go home. That's what Todd Bowles was on. We'll catch y'all later in the week to discuss the preview for the Washington Week 4 matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. Until then, y'all, stay safe. Peace out from the Philly Pod.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.